Hey, I'm Jess. Hey, I'm Heidi. And this is a Better Beauty Business Podcast, where we give you weekly tips on how to start your beauty business. Hey, everybody. Hello. And Jess was playing with her phone. Sorry, I was taking pictures of Heidi (laughs) because she really likes it when I take pictures. It's my fave. It is. She really thinks, please take more pictures of me. Yep. We're actually going to start doing our podcast on video. Yeah, we're going to start vlogging it. Yes, because we really think that you want to see more of us. I'm sure of it. Or just just see us in general. Yes. And we started a YouTube channel and a TikTok. So Mm -hmm. we thought, what a great way to get you know, some information on there and for you guys to reach us that direction, if that would be something you prefer. Mm -hmm. So today we thought we'd do a little recap. Kind of, it's been a year, we've talked about some stuff and, you know, the stuff we um, have noticed a little bit now, schools look different. Yeah, the whole thing with going to school is different. Yeah. Because I taught a class, I got taught a class online to a school via zoom yep and it feels like a lot we've been talking to a lot of different schools um and quite a few of them are still not back in the school Mm -hmm. they're still doing courses via zoom yeah i would assume it's the book work because you can't really do floor work your basic book work i would assume and i mean maybe they're doing some super creative things and learning to like manicure and stuff kind of like you were teaching the class right and and they weren't that wasn't even a hands-on class like they were all zooming from their homes or wherever and then they're all still virtual yeah and then I would um I got on and just kind of showed them a couple of techniques so yeah and it was interesting I'd never taught a class like that before so so but things are changing they are changing and so that kind of made us wonder like where is everybody at when you want to you know, mentally, when you're like, oh, I want to go to beauty school right now. I want to go to cosmetology school. And you look and they're like, oh, it's all online. It's all via Zoom. Are you kind of like, okay, yay, I'm going to join and I'm going to go do this. Mm-hmm. Or are you like, well, I'm just going to wait and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, where do you set that, not boundary, but well, where no, do like, you make do you, that choice? Yeah, how do you make the choice? Do you yeah. decide I'm just going to go ahead and go for it and then hope that by the time I need to be on the floor, I can be on the floor. Right. So, <clears throat> I mean, honestly, a lot of places, I mean, it's getting a little bit more relaxed. Right. <clears throat> but, um, you know, because we've also talked to schools who are in session. Yes. And, um, so, which I, you know, I think that that's amazing. But I would say that if you were going to, if you wanted to get started, there's no reason to wait. No, because your book work is book work. Yeah. You don't do the book work on the floor anyway. Right. You spend time in a classroom at the beginning of every day. And so this would just kind of be the same kind of deal. Yep. And then, um, you know, then eventually they will have to find a way to get you on the floor. Because right. I'm pretty sure that that's not something that that the state boards are going to be like, oh, yeah, no worries. Yeah, you did. You brushed your hair at home, so <laughs> right, that counts. Right. Like, no, they're going to have to figure out some way to yeah. get those floor hours in. Yeah, because it's a trade school. And yep. in a trade school, you have you learn by doing. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know how I'd feel if we went to school and they were like, well, you have to do virtual, you know, because I, but we can't, you know, we've been doing this so long that I don't know if. 
I mean, you can learn techniques. And well, and I took get, got my whole degree online, you know, that. Yeah, but not in beauty No, school. and we're teaching on the salon training, which will individual all be. Individual classes. Individual classes. But, like that's teaching a technique. Right. I'm not teaching you. Um, the basics and. Yeah. Or, you know, like how to. Well, and generally, you know what you're doing. You know how to do a basic manicure. Yeah, you've if you're coming got, into your course. Yeah, if you're if you're taking my course, you're licensed, right? Or you're a student who's going to be licensed, right? So you know, like I don't have to go over the very minimal minimum requirements that you have to have in order to do a set of nails. Right. Like so, <clears throat> in that respect. It's great for learning technique right. because you can learn by watching. Right. And then the courses I'll be teaching on the salon training, most of them will be um, doing. Right. And whether you do it on your own hand or on, you know, a model hand. Right. And I recommend that you use a, like a like a real person. Right. Because um, practicing technique with like your gel and applying, right. it, that's great when you have a fake hand. But when you're doing nail prep, you cannot practice that. On, you need right. to practice it on a human. And so um, those things can be learned that way. But I'm not like saying, okay, this is how you would set up your table. And this is, you know, right. those kind of things. Like you have to have the hours. You have to have the practice with the hours. Because if you're quarantined and you don't have school, more than likely you're not going to have 50 people come in and out of your house so that you can do their nails. Correct. Well, you or shouldn't. hair or whatever, you know. And if you are doing that, that the, the state board doesn't know about it. Right. Because they well, would Your be, state probably doesn't know about it. Right. They would not be happy. No. So. <clears throat> but, you know, how do you make that choice right now to go, I really want to go to beauty school. I mean, you really have to sit down and go, I can do this online and know that phys like physically and emotionally that you're okay, um, that you can handle doing online school, basically. Mm -hmm. Knowing that you have kind of that self-control. Yeah, you have to, to actually very, do it. Yeah, you have to be very self-disciplined. Yes. And so for some of you, it might not be the best option. For some of you, it might be better just to continue to work and save money. And then when things open back up, go into an actual learning environment mm -hmm. that you have to have some discipline in. Yeah. You have to show up. You have to get dressed. You have to wear pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and real shoes. Right. Um, yeah. But so, those are some big decisions that really a year ago we never really thought about. It was kind of like, well, make some choices on, you know, what do they teach and how much is it and where's the location and what are the hours? And and now we're looking at this whole new, you know, landscape of are you okay doing all of this from your kitchen? Yeah. You know, are you okay? Are you a person who can actually self-motivate enough to take and do all of this at home while laundry is piling up mm -hmm. or people are running around when you go, no, I have to go sit here and I have to do school for this many hours. Right, right. So it's, and it's something different. Yeah, it's a toss up really. There's pros and cons to both. Yep. And so you just need to kind of sit down and make yourself <clears throat> a pros cons list, yep. I think, of, you know, like, am I really capable of showing up every day at the same time and being active and right. listening in class? Um, because they're not going to, that's not going to be an eight hour thing. Right. Like, cause they can probably teach you like in like two weeks, you would know everything you needed to know. Right. About your book work. Right. Because what we spent an hour, two hours, it was once like an or twice hour, a week. Hour and a half. 
twice a week. I think it was like Tuesday, yeah. Thursdays. I can't remember. Um, we didn't have like as a nail technician, we had the first like three days was book work. Right. And then we didn't have, we had, it was just like one day a week. That's all we had too. And it was then hands on. Yeah. But the, but the yeah. full cosmetologists, I think they went. Well, there's a lot more to learn. Yeah. A lot more chemicals. Well, and- they have to learn everything that I learned. Plus everything that you learned. Plus everything that. That we didn't want to learn. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like I get that. Right. But, um, you know, it's not hard to learn the diseases of the fingernail or the skin or, you know, well, scalp Well, it's just memorization. Or, and- right. But it, that's something you can easily do over Zoom. Yes. Well, because most of that you're practicing at home anyways, like reading a book and doing note cards and trying to memorize and doing whatever it is you need to do to remember those things. Right. Because it's basically reading a chapter and then testing and then reading a chapter and then testing. So it's just, you know, honestly, it's up to you. I, but. But the other thought is if you are able and to do your whole, you know, cosmetology or whatever online, if your state's not open, is this something you want to do right now? You know, if your state isn't completely open to even go work somewhere and they're still limiting stylists, are you going to find a job? Well, and to that, I'm just going to like be that the other end of that. Yeah. To that, I would say if it's really something that you want to do, go to school, get it out of the way. You may not get a job right, right away. You may have to keep your other job. Correct. Or find a different job. Right. Until everything opens up. But then you don't have to start from zero. Right. Well, and I would think the other bonus too of doing some of this online is like you said, it's probably not eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. So you more than likely could still keep a job. Exactly. And work in the evenings, Mm -hmm. do your schooling, get through that. And then when you're done with schooling, if things aren't open and you can't find a job, you can take some continued education, Mm -hmm. continue to work and Mm -hmm. save money. When things do open, you are available and financially a little more set yeah you'd have the you would have at least saved enough money that if you maybe maybe you would have saved enough money you would hopefully have saved (laughs) some money because if you wanted to booth rent somewhere then you know you're you're already putting a little bit of money away right so that you can pay your booth rent right away right and um especially even if it's just right after your state opens. Right. Then you can just be like, okay, like I have this money in savings. I am I'm ready. F- yeah, I'm going to find a place. I've gone to school. I've been practicing. I've taken some, you know, continuing education classes. And they don't have to be expensive classes. No. Like, um, I think I'm charging like $45 for one of my classes. And, you know, and it's going to teach you what you need to know, but right. it's not going to break your pocket. No, and I'm teaching, the first one I'm doing is how to make your client comfortable in the wax room mm-hmm. because that's huge. Yeah. You can be amazing at waxing, but if they're not comfortable in there. That's a problem. That's a problem. If you're not confident in there, it's a problem. Yeah. And mine's not going to be very much. It's, you know, I it's under 50 bucks mm-hmm. and you can take classes like that mm-hmm. and really build that confidence, build, you know, the the language you'll use with clients, all of those things are things you can work on before you get into the salon. Right. And a lot of it is, you know, if you're taking those classes, your mind is staying fresh on those things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're doing, say, hair or whatever, you get a head, you get, you know, one of those model heads or you get wigs and you start, you know, doing, (coughs) excuse me, doing things on on those model, like the right. silicone model things. Right. You know, and because 
a lot of it is you can learn how to, you can get really good at a technique by cutting a wig. Absolutely. And nails, though, it's the same. You can still practice a lot on the hand. You can't do everything. No. You know, waxing is kind of another thing, but I practiced on myself a lot just to get like a lot of it was getting the tension down right. Yeah. Not the actual waxing itself, but getting the heat just perfect for the wax, making sure I knew exactly how my wax worked, how the papers worked with the soft wax. Like I wanted to understand how how my wax works so that when I was using it, I'm not like pulling it out and it's like dripping everyone. I'm like, Oh, that's fine. But it's like boiling. Remember when we were in beauty school? Oh my God. This is the most hilarious story we had there. We were going to school with these, this girl and, um, she was the eyelash. Oh my gosh. So she was being taught how to wax. Um, an eyebrow. An eyebrow. And in school, they used soft wax. They didn't teach you how to hard, use hard wax. Right, because that's what was on our boards. Right, that was the, that was what we were tested on. So I remember. <laughs> it was so funny. So she is got, you know, it's another student she's working on. And this other student's laying there. And she grabs the stick to pull the wax out. And it's like this huge glob. Of soft wax, wax, which is dripping everywhere. And she doesn't stop to like make sure it's not running. She just hurriedly brings it over to her client and tries to put it on the eyebrow. And she globbed this woman's eyeball. Yeah, like, like it her, dripped all down yeah, her eye and face. On her face, and, like I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. I know, I was in the back room and I just remember hearing everything and everyone's like, oh, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, what happened? And they're like, and she did this. And I thought, oh girl. Yeah, and so, because, and the girl was, the girl who had the wax dripped on her, she's like, I'm going to lose my eyelashes. Like she was Well, and I think she was um, part-time because she was trying to uh, be a teacher also at yeah. mm-hmm. like the school district. So like she needed to always look really nice. Yeah. Plus who wants their eyelashes removed by hot wax? Right. You know, but oh my gosh, it was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then it was like, wipe it off. But then they had to like oil. This was like an hour. Oh so. yeah. It took a long time to get that wax I think it off. was like the rest of the day. Yeah. Well, cause it was towards the end of the day anyway. And oh, I just remember girl. like, I both felt, of them. I felt mm, so bad for mm, both of them. And, but I just was like, oh my God. And I remember going home and I told my husband about it and I could not stop laughing because I was actually sitting in the chair next to them when they were getting, when they were getting that, when she was doing that. Okay. And so I saw her pick up the big glob of wax and I was like, oh no. And I don't even know anything about wax. But that just didn't look but good. But I was like, it's dripping on the floor. <laughs> like... <laughs> You know, if it's streaming <sighs> off of your stick, you probably should not put it over someone's face. But those are things you can practice. Yes. Is understanding how much wax you need for an eyebrow, the consistency. <laughs> I mean, I've seen people pull out wax, like hard wax, and they're like, is this too runny? And it's like running off of it. And I'm like, oh, Lord, that's hey, like gonna, boiling. Yeah, you're going to blister somebody. Yeah. So practicing all of that, you can totally do that right now. Yeah. So there's a lot that can be happening while you're doing virtual school. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and a lot of that is like you, you, have, you know, if you have family members, really good friends, yeah, uh, and they allow you to practice on them, you should take them up on that, yeah. 
You know? And actually, some of my best friends are still some of my best clients. Well, and really, like I remember in school, like if you decide to do someone's like a friend's nails or whatever, and you're not charging for it because we weren't allowed to charge in school, <clears throat> then um, I had to, you, you just need to make it very plain that this is for practice. And right. when you get in, if they still want their nails done by you, that they will have to pay you. Yes, make sure of that. Because yeah, when I practiced on people, they knew that I was practicing and they had mm -hmm. to pay like the $6 or whatever the school charged right. for the product. Exactly. But that when I went to work at a place mm -hmm. that I would be charging. Right. And they were fine with that. Right. You know, really good friends and family members understand that you're building a business mm -hmm. and they will pay for it. Right. Because they're going to pay someone to do it. Yeah. So why would they not pay you? Exactly. Unless this is something they don't usually do and they're just doing it so that you have the practice. Right. But if they come to your salon afterwards. Right. And so, you know, so be very clear on those kinds of yes. things. Like you need to set those boundaries immediately. Right. Before you even do like the very first service, you right. need to set the boundary. Like I'm practicing on you right now, but when I get licensed, you're going to have to pay me. Right. So, um, and I always gave like, my mom got a discounted rate. I don't um, charge my mother, but she does drive my daughter around every day. Right. So I kind of, that's a different. Right. So, I mean, it's really a, your discretion what you want to charge, but right. your friends and family should want you to succeed. And in right. order for you to succeed, you have to take paying clients. Right. So that's Yeah, you just, can't do everyone for free. Everyone can't be, well, this is my best friend's mom. And right. this is so-and-so and this, because everybody is somebody. Right. And everybody is somehow connected to you if they're coming to you. Mm -hmm. You cannot do them all for free. Exactly. Well, you could. You just won't make any money. Yeah, you'd be poor. Yeah. I guess you'll be living in your mother's basement forever. Right. Um, so, you know, really just weigh the pros and cons. Um, I don't see, you know, if you're disciplined enough where it's just about getting up in the morning and sitting on your computer no. for two or three hours. It, that's really not hard. If this is important enough to you, you You'll will do be disciplined enough. You'll do it. Yeah. But, um, you know, like you can put off going to school and waiting until like everything's open. No, I think if you absolutely know that you can't do it, that's fine. If you're like, I am not the type of person or I live in an environment where there is no way that I can be have quiet, mm -hmm. I can't do it. And you know that, that's huge too. Yeah. Knowing those kind of boundaries is huge knowing this is just not something I learn well doing right. and I don't want to do it this way. So right. I'm going to go ahead and just work for a while and just wait till things open. Right. And that's okay. But you know, like I do, I do think that taking, you know, g getting into beauty school and getting everything that you need out of the way, yeah. whether you're open or not is probably your best choice right. just because you're not putting off something that um, you're really interested in doing, you're actually making right. progress towards that. Yeah, so, how much more will you put it off and put it yeah. off? Or will you decide off. I'm making too much money at this job for me to quit and go or back to school? Or life happens mm -hmm. and then you have a kid, you know, maybe you have a baby or right. you have, you get married and then you move and, you know, all of these things and you're like, well, I'll do it again ne I'll, next month. I'll start next right. month, next mm -hmm. month. And then it never happens and then you're just in a constant cycle of waiting. Right, so, you know... You can start, um, I mean, really, you can start it whenever you feel comfortable starting, right. but I don't think you should necessarily tell yourself, well, I'll just put this off until I can physically be in a school right. when you can learn book work from anywhere. Absolutely. No, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. So, so it just looks a little different than it did a year ago. It does. It looks know? very different. Yeah. So... 
really, this one's not a real long podcast. No. We just kind of wanted to go over like this new landscape we're looking at. Right. And, you know, and let you guys know that you have to be open to the change. Yep. Because it's um, like the world's only going to change more. Right. You know, like there's... There's no guarantees except right. except death. Yes. Like we're all going to die. Yeah, that's the only that's and yeah, the, we're all gonna have to pay taxes. We don't yeah. all apparently some people don't pay taxes. Right, but, but you're yeah. you'll have to at some right. point. That's but why that saying is it what the only taxes. death and taxes. Um but you know, there's that's the only guarantee there. But mm-hmm. so if you leave yourself open to yep. be able to work in different ways right. and to be able to learn in different ways, you can be really successful. Yeah, just be open to the change. But you have to be open to, you know, taking a risk sure. with something sure. that you're not sure will work, but, you know, it seems like a really good idea. It's common sense. It, yep. You know, like just... Trust yourself and trust in whatever process it is that you need to go through because generally. And uh, ask for help. Yeah. There's lots of help out there. But generally your first feeling about something is the right feeling. Yeah. If it feels right, the fr- like immediately, then it's what you should be doing. Right. You know, even if everyone around you is telling you that it's the craziest thing that you could ever do in your life pretty much the story of my life yeah everybody's like you're doing what and then they're Mm -hmm. like oh well you keep you always succeed at it i'm like well i'm either going to succeed or try something new right like what am i going to do just lay down and be like man i'm done right because you still have to make money you still have to pay your bills you still have to you still have to live yeah yeah so you know get out there and do it if you want to put off don't put off what you could do today absolutely so we're going for a run later no Heidi really likes running. I can't run. Okay, she's going to go for a walk. It's not called running when I run. It's called peeing Oh, when I run. Well, when I run, it's just peeing. So we're just not putting off what we could do today. That's <laughs> what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not putting it off, you know, because it's something that I should do and I can do. I'm putting it off because... I don't want it. It's just not a... It, it's not a comfortable feeling. No. Well, that's a good choice then. And my knees are like... Crack, 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 crack. crack. Hey, old lady, stop (laughs) running. If if there's not a bear chasing me, you're not going to see me run. Huh. I guess we're going to Yellowstone. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that one is kind of a quick one today, but we will talk to you next week. Sounds good. All right. 